بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation on the salah described and this is class number 9 in the previous class we talked about the recitations the recitation of surah al-fatiha and the ruling concerning that and also the recitations of other surahs as well after the recitation or, or concerning the recitations there is a, a point of benefit that one should also uh, uh, relate and that is the recitations which may involve uh, what is called qira'at qira'a uh, it is a method of pronunciation used in the recitation of the Quran and the qira'at ruler of qira'ah uh, are different from the seven forms or modes which are known as ahruf in which the Quran was revealed and as we know that the seven modes were reduced to one by Uthman may Allah be pleased with him uh, they were reduced to one that of Quraysh during the time of the Khalifa al-Rashid Uthman bin Affan may Allah be pleased with him and all of the methods of recitation are based on this mode of Quraysh but there are these qiraat which represent a method of pronunciation used in the recitations of the Quran the question is is it permissible to recite a qira'ah which is a method of pronunciation during the recitation of the Quran or it is not this is the question the difference of opinion concerning this the scholars rahimahumullah may Allah's mercy be upon them differed as to the ruling concerning this whether it is permissible to use the qira'ah in the salah or outside the salah or not the most correct opinion or the preponderating opinion regarding this matter is if this qira'ah, if this method of pronunciation is authentic and is correct meaning if some of the Sahaba used it then in this case it is raised to the Prophet and it is therefore permissible to recite it during the Salah or outside the Salah however should one recite it openly in Salah where most of the people in the Salah are common Muslims this could lead to fitna and confusion and unease and even it may lead to a problem with trusting the Imam 
and therefore this could affect the creed of the person however as to the person reciting it for himself or between him and students of knowledge who understand the matter properly then there is no harm in that because it is from the guidance of the Sahaba that one should not talk to people in ways that they cannot comprehend and as in the hadith of Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu hadith nasa bima ya'rifun talk to people in ways that they understand and they know and they can comprehend would you like that Allah and his messenger be belied because the common Muslim if he hears something strange he will react in a way whereby he may deny it and may conclude that this is impossible and Ibn Mas'ud rahimahullah said إِنَّكَ لَا تُحَدِّثُ قَوْمًا حَدِيثًا لَا تَبْلُغُهُ عُقُولُهُمْ إِلَّا كَانَ لِبَعْضِهِمْ فِتْنَةً you don't talk about something with people whereby they don't comprehend except that it may become a fitna for some of them and this fitna therefore may lead to a problem in his creed and in his actions so one should not do this with common Muslims now as whether this will invalidate the Salah or not the opinion is that it doesn't invalidate the Salah so this is a point of benefit concerning the Qiraat, the recitations now so here the person finished the recitation of the Fatiha and some surahs with it or at least one surah from the short surahs then now he is ready to perform the ruku' so after completing his recitation the musalli and when I say the musalli this refers to the believing man or the believing woman after completing his recitation or her recitation he would the person would would pause because he sallallahu alayhi wasallam would pause for a moment then raise his hands up to the levels of the shoulder or up to the top of the ear as in takbirat al-ihram which we spoke of as in the opening takbir and then says Allahu Akbar and bows go into the bowing ruku' position so make your takbir from the moment you go down 
and make sure that it ends before you reach the position of Rukua, the posture of Rukua. Thereafter, <coughs> in accordance with the way of the Prophet والسلام, the Musalli would place his palms on his knees. The palms on his knees. And in one narration, he would put his hands firmly on his knees, meaning the Prophet as though he were grasping them. What about the fingers? He would space his fingers out. The fingers put on the knees. He would space his fingers out. And he used to spread himself meaning not to be in a compact position and he would keep his elbows away from his sides of course if there are no people around him or next to him rather in the row he will if that extension or the spreading would be harmful to the one next to him then the person should not do a sunnah that is harmful to others because this would lead to confusion to others and it is feared that this may be that this may fall under the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-ahzab in 33 58 And those who annoy believing men and women undeservedly bear on themselves the crime of slander and plain sin. Now what about the back? The posture of the back in Ruku'ah When he وسلم, made ruku', he would spread his back and make it level. Mustawiyan dhahruh. And in one narration, such that if water, hatta law subba alayhi al ma'u lastakar, such that if water were poured on it, the water would stay there, meaning not run off. And he وسلم, told the one who did not pray properly, he told him, when you make ruku', put your palms on your knees, spread your back flat, and hold firm in your ruku'. And he وسلم, as Aisha described him, كَانَ إِذَا رَكَعَ لم يشخص رأسه ولم يصوبه. He would neither let his head droop nor raise it, that is to higher than his back. 
but it would be in between. But it would be in between. So here is the position, the hands firm on the knees. Fingers spaced out. And himself would spread himself and keep his elbows away from his sides with the condition mentioned earlier. And would spread the back and make it level. And would neither let his head droop nor raise it. But it would be in between. This is the position of Rukur. Now, what is to be said in Rukur? What is to be said in Rukur? وَيَقُولُوا سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ In Rukur, the Musalli would say, سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ Subhana, this is tasbih. Declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free of absolute defect. Free of imperfection. And also free from resembling Creation, and this could be part of the second one, meaning free of of all imperfection, because creation is imperfect. So, in the absolute sense, declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolutely free from all defects, so He is declared free from ignorance, from incapacity, from weakness, from death, from sleep, and the like. And as to the second, free of all imperfection, free of all imperfection, this includes declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from, as to the second one, free of all all imperfection, free from fatigue he doesn't get tired in all of his actions قال الله تعالى in Surah Qaf in chapter 50 verse 38 وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ وَمَا مَسَّنَا مِنْ لُغُوبٍ and indeed we created the heavens and the earth and all between them in six days, and nothing of fatigue touched us. The ability and creating is no doubt that they are perfection. As to the creature, he is defective in that nature. A person may make a door or a pot or build a building but in all of that he is touched by fatigue so this would be lack of perfection thirdly 
from that is also declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from that also is declaring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from resembling the creation because resembling the creation is imperfection is imperfection even comparing the creator to the created the creator who is perfect to the created who is imperfect makes the creator imperfect as it is said in the poem أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّ السَّيْفَ يَنْقُصُ قَدْرُهُ إِذَا قِيلَ إِنَّ السَّيْفَ أَمْضَى مِنَ الْعَفَى Don't you see that the sword will diminish in its status and in its prestige if it is said that the sword is sharper than the stick. So if you say that I have a iron sword strong but and it is stronger than the stick people will understand that your sword is weak so this is sabbih tasbih or subhana tasbih subhana rabbi al-azim the great in his essence Al-Azim in himself and his attributes in himself he's greater than everything Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Anbiya chapter 21 verse 104 كما بدأنا أول خلق نعيده وَعْدًا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّا كُنَّا فَاعِلِينَ And remember the day when we shall roll up the heavens like a scroll rolled up for books. Like a scroll rolled up, rolled up for books. As we began the first creation, we shall repeat it. It is a promise binding upon us. Truly we shall do it. So, rolling the scroll scroll rolled up for books is easy here if a person writes a document rolling it is easy and Allah Azza wa Jal said in Surah Al-Zumar chapter 39 verse 67 والأرض جميعا قبضته يوم القيامة والسماوات مطويات بيمينه سبحانه وتعالى عما يشركون وما قدر الله حق قدره They made not a just estimate of Allah such as is due to him They made not a just estimate of Allah such as is due to him And on the day of resurrection the whole of the earth will be grasped by his hand and the heavens will be rolled up in his right hand. Glorified is he, and high is he above all that they associate as partners with him. His attributes are so great and magnificent. 
قال الله تعالى إن سورة النحل in chapter 16 verse 16 ولله المثل الأعلى وهو العزيز الحكيم and for Allah is the highest description and he is the almighty the all wise so therefore while in the state of ruku' إِنَّكَ تُنَزِّهُ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى You glorify and magnify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and declare him free of all imperfection and all defects. And you describe him by two perfect matters or two perfect things. The lordship and greatness. And therefore in this remembrance in ruku' You combine tanzih and ta'zim. You combine glorification, declaring Allah free of all imperfection, with magnification. This is by the tongue. By your physical bowing, there is a practical magnification of Allah. And therefore, in this posture, the musalli combines Two magnifications, one by the tongue and one in action. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ said, Ala wa inni nuhitu an al-Qur'ana raki'a. I had been commanded, forbidden rather, not to recite the Qur'an in ruku'. In the state of ruku' or in sujood. Amma ruku' as to the ruku' the bowing, fa'azimu fihi rabb, then magnify in it the Lord. And since this posture is a humility for the musalli, humbling himself. Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one aspect. The second, even in this, there is a humiliation. In this, I would repeat and then correct. In this posture, there is humility. The person says, Subhana Rabbi al Azim. This is to be said at least once. This is to be said at least once. So the obligation is to say it once, at least. And the extra is a sunnah. And it is legal to say, in addition, Subhan Rabbi Al-Azim, and you add to it, وَبِحَمْدِهِ And praised be He. Three times. So sometimes you say Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim and sometimes you add Wabihamdihi. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make dua in ruku' and he used to make the following dua abundantly Subhanakallahumma wabihamdik Allahumma ghfirli 
سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك سبحانك اللهم او الله I declare you free of all imperfection how perfect you are and praises are for you oh Allah forgive me and he sallallahu alayhi wa also used to say subuhun quddusun rabbul malaikati wal ruh subuhun quddusun rabbul malaikati wal ruh perfect blessed Lord of the angels and the ruh and also the other dua Allahumma laka raka'at wa bika amant wa laka aslamt Wallah to you I have bowed in you I have believed wa laka aslamt to you I have submitted and surrendered. Anta Rabbi, you are my Lord. Khasha'alaka sam'i wa basari. Humbled for you are my hearing and my seeing. Khasha'alaka sam'i wa basari. Wa mukhi wa azmi wa asabi. Humbled for you are my hearing, my seeing, my marrow, my bone, my sinews. ومستقلت به قدمي لله رب العالمين. And whatever my feet carry are humbled for Allah, Lord of the words. This is regarding the Rukua posture and what is said therein from the obligations and from the Sunnah. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.